Hey agency owners, it's time for a new episode of the Agency Blueprint, the number one podcast for agency owners looking to discover strategies for scaling an agency to seven figures and beyond, while reducing stress and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, international bestselling author, agency scale partner, and founder of Creative Agency Success. Before we get started today, I'd like to send you a copy of our brand new book, The Practical Agency, written specifically to help creative agency owners go beyond the creative side and build systems to simplify and quickly scale their agency to $100,000 a month. Go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash practical agency to claim your free copy. And now for the show. Hey everyone, today we have Amanda Hamilton joining us. She is the founder of Hamilton Ray. She is the founder of Hamilton Ray, your outsourced admin, which brings professional remote administrative support to startup organizations and businesses. She's had a very successful career in production and sourcing, where she had the opportunity to learn best practices for staying organized, managing constant changes in in priorities, and finding process efficiencies to reduce workload. As Amanda started to connect with founders, CEOs, and small business owners, she saw a white space opportunity where these individuals were wearing multiple hats and looking for more time in their days and weeks. The most necessary piece of a business owner is to maximize the effectiveness of time and efficiency in productivity by keeping your schedule moving and remaining highly organized. Thanks so much for joining us today, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. So, you know, when it comes to administrative support, one of the primary things that I hear from agency owners is I don't have much that I can pass on. And I imagine this this comes up quite often for you. So perhaps we can start with what kind of things can an admin help an agency owner with? That's a great question. And to your point, yes, it's something we get consistently. So I would say first and foremost, I always really hone in on what are the things that you can operationalize and create a standard operating procedure around. If it's something that you're able to kind of put pen to paper down, take it out of your head and write it down and create a process around it, we absolutely can take it on. I would say the three main areas of opportunity that I always have folks start out with and really where we focus on in the beginning is email, calendar, and travel bookings. Those three are, we've created a lot of really great of our own internal operational efficiencies that we can quickly document, quickly come up with our own process or like leverage our own processes and really kind of train the client of how to do it. And but then from there, it really can just grow. And it's like I said, it's really just about what can you document and how can you expand there? So the one of the things that I sort of think about when it comes to admin support is really anything that can be done from a computer, realistically speaking, if you document it well enough and have a system that has a regularity to it, can allow for an administrative person to take care of it, right? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on on that and what types of additional things, right? Because there's, I mean, the calendar, the email, huge time suck for sure, but there's loads of other things that administrative teams can can help with and take care of and pull off of your plate so that an owner can be focused where they need to be. Yeah, I, a really great example I can give you is an existing client. Um, we've been really sitting with him to try and figure out better ways of taking more off of his plate than we have already. And a couple of examples of just like administrative work is he he is a, an independent financial advisor. So he's always having meetings with clients. And a lot of times he was spending a lot of time pulling reporting that he had to share with the clients in his meetings or putting together an agenda. And what we have identified is we can do that for him. He was able to train us on how to run the reporting. 
we know that he's always consistently talking about certain items within the reporting or, you know, talking about previous conversations that he's already had. So we're able to really leverage that detail, pull it together, put it in a pretty package, and he's able to be set up for success. That's a one great example, and I would say is probably a consistent theme of a lot of paperwork that people struggle with or deal with. It's just pulling the data out of places and how can you just train someone to use the tool and we can do it for you. The other really great example with him in in particular, and he's very fresh and top of mind right now, is he wants to transition and get all of his clients using this tool and system that he has for client relationship reporting and just having their own access to things. And we're doing all of the training with each of the clients, making sure that we have a project plan so that we know like what are the necessary steps that we have to take. How do we manage like protocol of if there are questions, coming up with frequently asked questions that we can cascade out to clients. Those are two just really great examples. And I'm giving specifics because I think it tends to help people say, oh, I, I do that. I could absolutely (laughs) allow someone to help put those details together and prepare me for a meeting. And then as you're thinking about that sort of stuff, when I talk about calendar, a lot of times what we do is when we're reviewing a calendar in a weekly touch base with a client, we're looking at next week, the upcoming two weeks out and saying, hey, you have these meetings, you have discovery calls with potential clients, you have meetings with your investors. What are the details that we can help put together for you? Is it a PowerPoint presentation? Is it pulling together data from multiple people within your organization? And really leveraging what we know about the calendar and how can we help to like pull things from your upcoming to-do list that maybe you're not aware of just yet? 100%. I mean, I the way that I am able to leverage my admin team is by me only, my, my goal and what I said to my now EA when we were initially talking was I want you to effectively be kind of my horse blinders in the day, like where my eyes need to be. Everything that I shouldn't be focusing on is something that I want you to take care of and remove from my plate. So if I've got a meeting, that's the only place I should be. And that's the vast majority of my life now is I'm consulting with clients or I'm working on specific items, but she manages my entire to-do list, manages everything that I need to be doing and everything is put in front of me of where I need to go. So I live entirely just out of my calendar And if it's not there, it doesn't happen. And so that's my entire, what I need to be looking at, where I need to be going. What what that kind of sprung in me is loads of people hear the sort of concept of a VA, right? Obviously, there's differences between a VA and an EA. And maybe you can share a little bit about the distinction between those types of support for business owners. Yeah, that's a really great question. So I actually had the opportunity to work as a VA when I first left my corporate world, which working in that environment sparked the idea for me of creating this outsourced administrative fractional executive assistant type of solution. And how the easiest way to describe it is I look at a VA and VAs are wonderful. I think of a VA though more of like a task-based solution where an executive assistant is more solution oriented. So they're going to be your eyes and ears on the ground, being that thought partner, seeing ahead of you, where a VA is traditionally, not all VAs are like this, but traditionally a VA is more task-based in, hey, I need you to do X, Y, and Z for me, and you have to do it this way. 
and really hand-holding and kind of like feeding the information versus just giving somebody some data and then them running with it and coming back to you with what the solution should be. 100%. And I think that that is a big hang-up for a lot of people because I, th I think many people have brought on a VA or utilized a VA at some point and the recognize that there's limitations to that type of support. And it's the distinction for me of essentially a pair of hands versus someone that's going to think through the problem for you and actually come up with a solution exactly as you mentioned. So, you know, when it comes to for me working with an admin to begin with, the thing that I learned was the system around it is so incredibly important. Essentially, the training and resources available to refresh memory when things need to come up. And what kind of suggestions would you have for someone when they're just starting out with an admin of what types of information do they need and how should they set up the foundation for success? I would say in order to get back time, you have to give time. And so one of the biggest pieces that I think a lot of people don't consider or think about is dedicating their own time in terms of like training them, getting them even just giving the, the executive assistant all of the details around them as a person. What are their preferences? How do they like to operate? I would say that's huge. And in the first couple of months of working with somebody is if you're not giving that necessary time, it's probably going to take longer to get somebody up to speed and really understanding your level of thought. Actually, a funny example is I have one client within our portfolio that I personally still support. I worked, I started working with him when I first started my business. And we kind of laughed because in the first year of working together, he just could not let go. <laughs> he would not give me the reins. He Founder's dilemma, yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't necessarily, I would say, giving me the time that he could have been to run with more. And now, three years later, he doesn't know what to do without me. He, you know, when you were explaining your relationship with your AI, EA is like, everything is on his calendar. He always jokes that if I put something on his calendar and told him to walk off a bridge, he probably would because he just follows every single thing that I do for him. And so we laugh about that. But if I were to reflect and he and I reflect often of what did we maybe not do the best in the beginning, and I think it's really of like that commitment to time of him to me, I would say that's first and foremost, but also is sharing feedback. And that can be wins and opportunities. I think naturally our culture, we're always looking to improve and to strive for improvement. So that tends to come with like providing more opportunities than wins. But I would say one of the biggest things, especially when you're working on getting an EA going, is if you're giving them the wins, they're like, yes, I got that. I know what I'm doing now. I'm going to do that again. <laughs> so really, those two key pieces are huge. So I'm not going to have my EA listen to this. That way, if I ever piss her off, she's not going to put on my calendar to walk off a bridge because I probably would do the same thing. <laughs> my first admin that I ever hired, the way that I went about it, and would love to hear your thoughts on this. The way that I went about it was that I had him actually on a video call all day long for the first 90 days. And so I didn't have the systems set up as of yet, but I knew that there was loads of things that I could relinquish as I started to recognize more and more that I could because I definitely fell into the founder's dilemma trap of I'm the only person in the world that can do this and recognize very quickly that I'm, I'm not as important as I thought I was. But I had him record loads of different little trainings of here's how I'm doing this. So just doing it the once and then he created 
the resource collateral that was necessary to give step-by-step of what needed to be done, and then ultimately creating process from those trainings so that it's, I had to do it one last time and then remove it from my plate. What are your thoughts on that as like a framework for someone being able to bring on an admin? That is a great solution. And I would say the more that you can, especially in the beginning, bring them into existing conversations, whether it's within an internal team member, external client stakeholders, just for them to even listen in and understand. I think one of the biggest things for myself personally is I was I had the opportunity to sit in a legal call with my client and his business has a lot of legal nuances and that sort of thing. And as soon as I got off of that one call, I was like, I understand now. And I identified then where I could help him in a deeper way as well. One of the things that we do specifically in our onboarding is we, so if, as an example, email and calendar tend to be the easier things for us to just quickly take on because as I mentioned there, we can use our own internal processes where sometimes other things, we have to learn other folks' processes. And with email, I was just sharing this with somebody a little bit ago this afternoon that on our standard operating procedure call in our onboarding week, we actually will have the client screen share and show us their inbox and have them show us how do you manage it. And then a lot of people get uncomfortable with that. So like, oh, but it's not great. I'm like, what? we're we're not here to judge. <laughs> we're just here to help you. And so we'll then sit there and have them show us how are you currently doing it? And as they're doing that, we're talking through, have you thought about doing this? Have you thought about creating a rule? And so I think the more that you can do of not just talking about how to do something, but actually like interacting and doing it collectively, especially with Zoom screen shares, it's silly not to leverage that technology platform to be able to like really engage with one another in that regard. So yeah, to your point, I think there's leaps and bounds of benefits of engaging people and having them like really understand your culture and how do you operate and interact with other people. It will help to move you faster than if you don't do those things. Contextual understanding is so incredibly important, right? Understanding the why. In in my experience and sort of evolution of leveraging EAs and admins, I've had great, I've had okay, I've had bad. What would you say is the sort of characteristics of the personality characteristics and how to be able to evaluate when considering bringing someone on of a great admin? There are three key points that I would say I would focus on. One is communication. If they're not able to articulate themselves to you well over email or over a Zoom call, likely they're probably not going to be able to communicate to your clients or internal team members in an effective way to really get the information that they need to then be successful for you. So I think communication is just naturally a key component of many roles, but in this role in particular, I would say it's one of the most important. Second is being flexible. And the EA role, it can be challenging in the regard that your day is constantly changing. And if you're not willing to be flexible or enjoy the flexibility, you're likely going to have challenges being successful. There's never the same day. You're always running into some silly challenge or some different type of project. And so really having the ability to like flex in and out, but also 
you're following your executive's schedule, likely, and following what they need throughout the day. So you have to be flexible to like flex with them and making sure that they're feeling comfortable and confident because that's the ultimate goal, right? No matter what organization that you're working in, it's about keeping them running at efficiency and how can you do that? And then the third characteristic I would say is resourcefulness is absolutely necessary. We actually, so I, I recently read the, I'm, I love the book, the five language, the love languages book, but there is a, another series part of that and it's the languages of appreciation in the workplace. And one mm -hmm. of the parts of that book they talk about is how the administrative role is one of the loneliest in an organization. You tend to only work, you don't typically work on a team. And if you do, you're working with maybe like multiple executives or if you're in a large organization, you're working with multiple admins, perhaps, but that's not generally the case. And so having the ability to be resourceful, to go find what you need on your own and not having the ability to leverage those around you or a team is so important because the last thing you're going to do is ask the person that you're supporting how to do something in Google or, you know, hey, I, I'm not sure how to do that in PowerPoint. How do I fix that? You're going to go to Google and, you know, find a way or reach out to community and find that information. So to recap, it would definitely be communication, flexibility and resourcefulness. I could not agree more on all those. And anytime I encountered someone missing one of those characteristics, I definitely felt like it was banging a head against a wall. For listeners, I'm sure there's kind of two buckets of people, right? Ones that have an admin but are underutilizing and ones that have not in, have not worked with an admin at all yet. So let's maybe take one at a time. Yeah. What would your advice be to someone that is underutilizing their admin and what kind of what should they be thinking about? Is there a way to look at their day or what they have on their to-do list for low-hanging fruit on things that they could be removing from their plate? For someone in that regard, it's always about assessing your work. So sometimes I think people think to themselves, oh, well, that only takes me two to five minutes to complete. And that might be moving data from an Excel document to a PowerPoint document. Um, or it only takes me 10 minutes to do that every day. Well, that 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes adds up so much over time that I think people tend to lose sight of what that looks like. So it's really about what are even just the little things that you're doing that are data points that you could easily have someone else do. I always leverage my relationship with my executive, my client, often just because we work so well together. But he never used to leverage me for building out his slides for his all hands meetings or his investor decks. And now I'm doing the initial legwork. I'm putting all the information in for him. And then he's cleaning it up and, you know, adding in his flavor or his approach. And that's that's fine. It should be that way. Right. But really, what are those types of projects that you're like, ah, I've got it. I can do it. An administrative professional can likely do it for you so that you can go focus on something else, come back, put the icing on the cake and deliver it. So I always say, and I actually do this for myself a lot of times, I don't personally have an admin. I have an operations coordinator on my team that works for like our entire like leadership team. And, but I leverage her in that kind of way. Just recently, I was gonna go through and create all these like client success tracking documents. I'm like, why would I do that? I'm gonna have have Lynn do that. <laughs> so it, it's almost like pausing. Should I be doing this or should someone else be doing this? And and that can be relative to anybody in an organization. Like, does this fit my skill set? And really thinking about it that way. 
Yeah, I I look at anything that's on my and I I go through my to-do list and the things that I have going on on my plate on a fairly regular basis, but my suggestion to any client is always thinking, is this something that I should be doing? Am I the only person in the world that can actually do this? If not, then shall it be de delegated? Is it even worth delegating? And if not, discard. So do delegate, discard, and making sure that you're thinking about it in that term. So if now, I know that we kind of touched on this briefly, but what would your advice be to someone even thinking about utilizing an admin and how they can focus their time on how higher value items and whether they should even consider bringing on an admin for them? I would say if you can identify at least two to three big priority items that you could take off of your plate to open up your mental capacity, you should absolutely hire somebody. A lot of people tend to think that they should, they don't need an admin until they're a certain point in revenue or whatever it might be. But I tend to find that that's actually not the case. I was just talking to someone today and he was saying, someone told him the admin should be the first person you're hiring. Get all that administrative work off your plate. Let you focus on the right stuff and then build your team from there. I love the how you are talking about it, like going through your to-do list and always keeping track of your to-do list and then reviewing it every morning and saying, could I take this off my plate and really keeping track? And what are the consistent themes, right? Is it always my calendar that's bogging me down? Some people like calendar and they don't want to hand that off. That's fine. But what what are, which I know is not often. I love my calendar, but I should. I'm an executive assistant. So I, I, I botch it every time I do it now, but it's been so long since I've managed it. And it's like, now I have my EA come slap my hand like, Robert, no, you did, you did it wrong. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's how I am. I like her already and I've never met her. But yeah, really, you know, I use Asana to track all of my to-do list items. And what I do frequently is going through that and saying, what are the things that I have to get done today? So I really focus on that one thing mentality, um, if you're familiar with that book. And what mm -hmm. is the one to two things that I have to get done today to be successful? And then reviewing from there all the other items that need to get done. But do I actually have to do them or could I hand them to someone else? Well, I'm not handing it to an EA. You can easily do that. Or I'm handing it to other people on my team. So really, it's comes kind of full circle. Like, how do you focus on delegating differently, really? 100%. Well, thanks so much, Amanda, for joining us today. There's so much incredible value that you've provided. If listeners are looking to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to get in touch? Yeah, they can find us at HamiltonRay.com. That's R-A-Y-E.com. We're also on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Awesome. I'll make sure to include links in the show notes for everyone that's looking to get in touch with Amanda. Thanks so much for joining us again. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. Now, chances are, if you're an agency owner listening to this podcast right now, then you may be feeling like this. Because I was finding myself constantly overworked within our business, um, constantly like too busy with fulfillment or too busy with uh, customer service needs. So I didn't have the time to go think about how am I going to close this person or what I'm going to say to this person or what am I going to do with this or what's the next strategy I need to do. Now, of course, this podcast is here to help you with a lot of things. But at one episode per week, it's going to take a while for us to share everything you need specifically for your situation. So if you're really serious about committing to fixing the problems in your agency now so you can build a truly profitable business and get your life back, then I want to invite you to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program. 
I'm not so stressed during calls thinking, oh my gosh, I got, I got to sell, I got to sell, I got to sell because if I don't sell, I don't make our, I don't make our numbers, you know, and if I don't make our numbers, I can't pay our people. If I can't pay our people, then our business is down. This program is designed to help creative agency owners get to 1 million in revenue per year in 12 months or less. I tra typically charge one client a $3,000, anywhere from 2000 to 3000 Now I'm uh, moving towards only 5000 and up. And my latest client that I closed is a $10,000 client on a monthly retainer. We only accept about 20% of the agencies that apply to this program because we want to make sure that we only work with people who will commit the time, energy, and resources required to take what they learn in the program and use it to create an agency of their dreams. You've taught me and you've taught us how to build this within our company that if X happens, this happens, boom, 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 boom. Like it's so systematic that it's gonna work for itself. That has given me the sense of like, oh, I know what the heck I'm talking about. I know what I'm good at. I know that I can deliver upon what I want to deliver. And it, yeah, I gained hell of a lot of confidence for sure. So if that's you, then I want to invite you to apply today. Just hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Agency Accelerator program or go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash apply. Thanks, and I'll see you inside the program. Mm -hmm.